Blog Talk Radio. Three, two, one. The Foodie Fam is back. Thanks to Facebook Watch serving up season two of Family Style. That's a series where food and friends unite at the dinner table along with unique guests. Executive producers Marie Jamara and Marco Fuentes join me next. First impressions can make or break a television series. An opening episode of Pilot can be the difference maker, for sure. And that's the scene John Barber follows as co-host of podcast Pilot Dies, and he'll be by next half hour. Also ahead, a late syndication move, Derek's new Dancing with the Stars role, our classic trivia question, and a show to know that begins tomorrow on Hulu. Hey, everyone, I'm Simon Applebaum, simulcasting live from New York on Blog Talk Radio's Freaker and Tudor Radio, and present on the iHeartRadio Podcast Network. This just in, we're past Labor Day weekend, and tomorrow will be televised. Brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment information that will transform the way you hear the world. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book, maybe two, when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com. That's televised. More details later in the program. Hope you all have a wonderful holiday weekend. 81 degrees of top of the hour right now here in New York. Beautiful sky, low humidity. And we're delighted wherever you are, you are with us for the program all about TV's current and future. Got some wonderful guests coming your way in the hour ahead. We invite you to interact with them and with us. All you have to do is pick up the phone and dial in at 646-652-2906. That's 646-652-2906. The number's good anyway. You're catching us across the country and around the globe here on Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, and TuneIn Radio. Plus, we have our chat room in business for you. It's SimonApple04 by name, and you can find it at our homepage, blogtalkradio.com. So you get the opportunity. Please use it. And while the phone is on the air, you can connect others by using Facebook Timeline. Click on the Facebook icon, your blog, talk, speaker, tune in screen. Follow the instructions. Other people can be live with you. Marie Jamar and Marco Fuentes from Family Style on Facebook Watch join us live from L.A. after these news notes. New returning syndicated series will, for the most part, open their latest daytime season next Monday. And earlier today, Lynn Entertainment unwrapped a late new entry to the scene, Law and Crime Daily presenting a roundup of court case developments and true crime reporting. Smart TV distributed service Law and Crime Network, overseen by former live TV host Dan Ravens, will co-produce the series with Linton. No word yet how many TV stations will play Law and Crime Daily next week. When Dancing with the Stars begins its latest primetime run on ABC next Monday, Derek Howe will be on board as a judge. Howe, one of World of Dance's judges on NBC, will take over for Len Goodman, who is remaining in England due to coronavirus travel issues. He, however, is remaining with the show and will contribute segments from Great Britain as time goes on. Now on the quickies, former Will & Grace co-star Sean Hayes is working on The Stratford, a proposed NBC drama series involving a luxury hotel in NYC and maybe some William Shakespeare, redone. First guest on Drew Barrymore's new daily talk variety hour, September 14th, Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz, and Adam Sandler. What's uh, the connection point? It's a reunion of uh, Barrymore's co-stars from Charlie's Angels, the movie, and 51st Dates. Then Koran for Twilight Thought will be profiled an upcoming American Masters special on PBS, Day TVA. And Apple TV Plus is now playing on Vizio Smartcast Television. Other Apple TV apps also will operate on those very same sets. And that is News Notes for today. It's been quite a while since we featured a program on Facebook Watch, and in the interim, Facebook Watch has gone from reaching hundreds of millions of users a month to 1.2 billion users a month. Part of it is getting more play on smart TV sets and devices, including Facebook's own Portal TV set-top device that was introduced last October. 
Well, now, one of those shows is going into its second season this month. It's called Family Style. And here to talk about it are two of the executive producers behind the program. First up, with her own production company, Andy Pop Films, executive producer Marie Jamora. Hi, Marie. Hi. Hi, Simon. How are you? Very, very fine, thank you. And also joining both of us in L.A. from Stage 13, the production company from Warner Brothers that features talent of color doing original and very innovative programs is an executive producer from there, Marshall Fuentes. Hello, Marshall. Hello. Thank you for having us. It is a pleasure. Marie, we'll start with you. Why do you think Family Style has caught on with Facebook Watch viewers? Um, you know, food is really a really great way to get into another person's culture and food i mean i i've done it where i share videos about food on facebook all the time it's just natural to do it's really the platform for it and the reach of facebook i mean generationally is um the demographics are huge so i think that our show is very um accessible to both like people of different generations, whether they're younger or even their parents, because food is so accessible. Marcel, uh, Stage 13 put this together with Justin Lin's production company. It actually was Justin's uh, former YouTube original channel uh, that uh, is all like initials. I can't get the name of it, but uh, if you want to give it a try, please do. Um, I'm curious how Justin and Stage 13 came up with the idea in the first place. Uh, along with Marie and her and other producers to do family style. Yeah, Marie actually had a, a heavy hand in coming to us with the project. They, uh, you know, uh, Phil Chung from Yam Yam Eft, which stands for You Fan Me, You Fan My Family, which is a Bruce Lee quote. Um, they actually came to us with the project, and we have always wanted to do something in the food space. And um, for us, it's also championing stories. And when they came to us with Family Style, it was really seeing that connection between food and the conversations that stem around sitting around a table. Um, and then maybe Marie can speak to this, but they really just came to us with a, a, an entire, like, Bible of show ideas. It was pages and pages and pages, and we're like, There's, if you have this much information now, like, this show has to be made. Hmm. Marie, what was interesting about this program is that there's two caps here that you deal with. One is the Friends who are all Asian-Americans, uh, and many of them are in the entertainment scene, one way the actors, seniors, dancers, etc. And then you also have the chefs or the special guests that come by to meet the friends, to do the food, and to sometimes uh, get involved in, in the storytelling. How, how interestingly was it to, um, to cast both groups? No, that's a really great question um, because a lot of food shows out there are led by either celebrity chefs or food experts. And what we really wanted, as Marcel said, were to focus on these conversations around tables. And 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 most people, I mean, I am uh, a foodie myself. I'm not a chef. I'm just a home cook. But being Asian and have and growing up with this culture where food shows love, um, we we wanted that to show with our our hosts, which are the friends, the foodie fam, and casting that was uh, really amazing because we actually started with Lana McKissack, who is um, one of the original YouTubers at the Yum MF uh, channel, and we brought her in, and we told her, we, like, we were looking for an ensemble, like, can you recommend some of your friends to come in? Because she, like, we were having early talks with her. She brought some of her friends 
I and then we had an open call for other Asian American actors and we had kind of like a chemistry read where we would buy some food which was kind of a divisive food either you love it or hate it we put it in the middle of a table and we thought we all told them we'd like you to eat this and just talk and then we based um, our casting on these um, chemistry reads and um, and because who was the most fun to watch who loved talking about food Um, and then so that was one way of casting and then we had celebrity actors as well who we would come in uh, and uh, Phil our other executive producer he would use his network at Yamamath knowing all the Asian American actors out there we would find out who loved food and who was best to tell a particular type of story for the segment. We would invite them. And then at the same time, we would look for the restaurants either in Southern California or if we were shooting the first season we shot internationally. We would also have another casting for the kinds of food we wanted to show. What cuisine have we not really seen yet on television? And we would also um, cast for that. So it was like it's, it's happening all simultaneously, but I think the amalgamation of this combination is really fun and exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Marcel, how open were both the cast and the guests to A, eating the food, but B, being willing to sort of open themselves up and, and tell these very unique uh, stories uh, either based on family tradition or on their own life experiences? Oh, they were super open. I think food brings that out in people, that conversation. I think their guard comes down. And, you know, even though some of these, uh, between their talent and the chefs, they didn't know each other, you know, just sharing that meal just created, like, instant chemistry. Um, and then to, to Marie's point, you know, some of these, the, the talent and the celebrity guests we had, they were huge fans of these chefs at some of these restaurants, and they were excited to try the food. And I think all that excitement really just spurred great conversation um, about the food. And then they opened up about, like, their family. And I think everybody has, you know, stories about their family that have surrounded food, right? Whether it's, you know, cooking with your family or just sharing a meal or just memories that that spur from having, like, childhood meals sometimes. Um, Those conversations were super organic and super powerful at times. Family Style is now in Season 2 on Facebook Watch, available on smart TV sets and smart TV devices, including Facebook's own smart TV product, Portal TV, which is going into its second year of existence this fall. We're talking with executive producers Marie Jamora and Marcel Fuentes, they're both live from Los Angeles this half hour on tomorrow will be televised. Happy to have you with us post-Labor Day weekend. Simon Applebaum with you along for the ride from New Weather, York, where it's 81 degrees at the top of the hour. If a question or comment for our guests, Make that call go, 646-652-2906, or use our chat room, Simon Apple 04 by name. Coming up on Friday's episode, we have a return visit. Jonathan Chopper will be with us when we had him several years ago who was doing Banshee, the popular crime drama on Cinemax. Now he's back next month with Warrior, the second season of that Bruce-inspired drama also on Cinemax. He's creator and executive producer of the program. He will be our lead guest. And then we'll take a look at another thing enterprise called Coverfly, which is about to do a project they started a year or so ago called TV Pilot Week, where anyone from all over the country can submit an idea or a television series pilot. We will have two of the people involved with Coverfly, co-founder Scott Lawrence and director of product Mitch Losas. So they'll both be with us in our middle half hour. And finally, the former executive producer of Access Hollywood, Rob Silverstein, will be by. He's got a brand-new series premiering either next week or the week after in syndication and on the Smart TV service People TV. And the program is called 
people on TV. It'll be on nightly. It'll be also on the Meredith family of television stations. And Rob Silverstein will be along to wrap the show up. That's all coming up Friday. Three Denny's to New Pacific right here exclusively on Tomorrow Will Be Televised. Uh, Marie, what kind of food was used uh, for your series? Uh, and did anybody, either the guests or the, uh, the regulars, have any suggestions about what to have on that table? That's another great question. Um, I'm really proud of the second season because we have an entire conversation about South Asian food, especially because a lot of Westerners actually only are um, familiar with Northern South Asian food. And um, there's so much more cuisine in that country. And so our one of our um, foodie fam, Parvesh China, who actually joined us this season, he was a guest in the first season, he suggested this. He's like, I really think that a lot of people aren't aware of the type of cuisine that we have around the country, and I'd love to have a conversation with other South Asian actors while we're having this food. And so what happened was Parvesh and his longtime friends, Danny Pudi, Sunal Shah, and Janina Gavankar from all the different TV shows, they called in from different parts of the country, whether it was Chicago, L.A., or somewhere in the middle, and they all, through Zoom, um, ordered South Asian food from the different regions where they came from, and they shared about it. And I learned a lot about that kind of cuisine, and that made me really excited and hungry. Mm, I understand. Marcel, was season two completely recast, or did you have some holdovers from season one and come back for season two? Yeah, we definitely had some rollovers. A lot of our foodie family kind of stayed. And then for scheduling reasons, some couldn't come back. But we're really excited to have Parvesh join us. And he was actually a guest on season one of Family Style. So to have him back, you know, he, to have him back now as part of, the, of our foodie family is really, really exciting. And like Marie said, he was able to bring kind of, you know, his background and his culture. And we shot an amazing episode with that. Mm-hmm. Marie, were, when people have the opportunity to open themselves up, were were there certain members of the fam that were more open to open up than others uh, to start the conversation? Because it's important to start conversations here. Um, or did it take a while to really develop the kind of chemistry where people would naturally open up? They wouldn't be prompted to. I think that we are so lucky because each one of our foodie fam was already very open. I think part of it was that friendship with Lana and that it was a long time friendship. So they were always at ease. And then for the members who were not part of Lana's friend group, they just had this this open personality where um, their love for their, both their culture and uh, the food of their childhood and also like either, either rediscovering the food from their culture or having a newfound appreciation for it really made them open to talking about either their past or open to trying different food that they've never tried before. I think that we've never had an, uh, an instance where someone was not open, even like very challenging food. Like, um, for example, we have an episode this season where Lana is at an all-you-can-eat buffet, and she'd never had chicken feet before. And we, you know, it just came up spur of the moment. She tried both durian and chicken feet in that episode. And you could just see that, you know, they're having fun. And she actually has a very surprising reaction to both of those foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcel, what was, in, in season one, what was like the favorite meal or the favorite part of the meal that people enjoyed? 
in season one, I think it was our fi- our finale. It was that Pollock episode where everybody not only you know most of our season takes place at restaurants, but for the finale of season one, we had all of our foodie fam cook and bring it together. And I think that's where everybody really enjoyed it because each meal had a very you know personal meaning to them. So I think. For me, and I think for our foodie fam, that was one of the standout um, meals from last season. Um, and then for this season as well, it was to, to, for me, it was it was that uh, South Asian meal where you know they got to order meals from that reminded them of their of their home. Um, so I think anything that just reminds you of family and home tends to be like the strongest meals because people just have so much you know memories and conversation that, that comes from that. Mm-hmm. Well, in season one, did anybody get a career boost out of, of being on Family Style that uh, any of you saw them and maybe had an interesting new take on on their uh, their abilities and said, okay, I'd like you to be on this t- new TV show I'm preparing or um, or help me create this new series, that kind of thing. I mean, anybody really get a, a career boost? Um, I actually think that they all got a career boost. I mean, I think, you know, someone like, let's say, Sujata Day, I mean, she – She's doing really well. I mean, she's so busy that she couldn't return for the second season because she actually wrote, directed, and starred in her own feature film, which is like in uh, in film festivals now, and I'm super proud of her. And, you know, people like uh, Stacey Fan, who is um, an editor-in-chief of Harper's Bazaar China, I mean, like, she just... Uh, she got more followers and people actually saw her in a different light because most people know her as a journalist and seeing her on video and getting to share food and interview people. I think, I think everybody, everyone found a different side to feature for themselves. And and for example, someone like Anthony Ma, who's back this second season, he's, he does really well on episodic television um, and you know, people are now going to see him with his new baby and see how he's like, what he's like as a father. So I think from the first season to the second season, they definitely got a boost. And I'm hoping this second season will do the same again for the returning foodie fan. Marcel, are, you, are both of you seeing that already with uh, with season two? And I'm asking this because also we are noticing we are starting to see more Asian Americans, more South Asian Americans getting roles on television series, getting starring parts, creating shows. Uh, whether it's the uh, the new CW uh, version of Kung Fu is going to be coming on uh, next year, or other shows are getting pilots, being shown at TV festivals and film festivals. Uh, what, what's your take on uh, season two in terms of uh, this group? Oh, I'm 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 always rooting for anybody part of our show and anybody in general. Like I wish everybody the success. And you know, our foodie fam are super busy. Um, they've got so many projects in the works. So, so yeah, I'm 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 super excited. I mean, you know, like even though Sujata Day couldn't come back, I'm super excited that she's got so many projects going on. And our foodie fam is so talented, and they have many different talents. Like uh, Gilbert Galan has a podcast with his friend Bobby Lee. Like there's so many things that they're doing that I'm, I've championed anything and I'm, I'm excited that, you know, we can do this show and we can have this type of representation. And, you know, I, I always champion this type of content. So I'm, I'm excited all the way around. Ray Jumara and Marcel Fuentes, they're our guests this half hour and I want to be televised. They're both executive producers of the popular Facebook Watch series Family Style, now in Season 2. You can get Facebook Watch on smart TV sets and smart devices. And Facebook has its own smart TV product, which has been out for nearly a year, called Portal TV. And yes, Facebook Watch is on that. In case you haven't heard, Facebook Watch now has more than 1.2 billion viewers catching their variety of content each month. 
Yeah, we'll cut your call our meeting minutes with Marie and Marcel. Make the call go, 646-652-2906, or use our chat room, Simon Apple 04 by name. We're back on our regular Monday time period next week, and we'll showcase not one but two smart TV programming services. One from a company called Future TV is called Happy Kids. Your kids might really know it's become one of the most popular smart TV programming services around. The co-founder of Future TV and Happy Kids, Vikram Masur, will be our lead guest. And then on the second half hour, we'll have Chief Executive Officer of a new smart TV programming service dealing with yoga and meditation. It's called Sanctuary. Robert Martin put it together. He'll be with us. That's all coming up next Monday at our regular time period, 3 p.m. Eastern Pacific, right here on Tomorrow We Televised. And stay tuned because before the bottom of the hour, we'll have our classic trivia question of the week. And if you are first correct answer, we have two prizes in play for you. So get those uh, mines and pens and pencils ready because we'll come at you with that a little bit down the road before the bottom of the hour. Um, Marcel, you're stage 13. Uh, it's an organization from Warner Brothers that's really made a big mark in the last couple of years. You not only have Family Style on Facebook Watch, you've got Two Sentence Horror Stories, which started as a web series. Last year it became a series on the CW. It's coming back on the CW uh, this fall. Uh, bring us up to what's going on with Stage 13 in terms of television projects. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff going on. We actually have three series on HBO Max that we're really excited about. We have Lipstick Empire, Independent, and Happily Ever Avatar, which debuted on HBO Max. So those are those are kind of new out in the world right now. And we have a lot of projects in the works right now that I hope to come back and share with you at a later time. But, yeah, we're, we're really busy in keeping content alive, and we're excited that we were able to get uh, family style out, uh, especially during this time. I think it was like a learning experience for all of us. So to be able to get content out, especially around this time, was really, really exciting for us. It's been a great enterprise because it deals with uh, offering new series and projects by people of color, uh, and as I mentioned with Two Sentence Horse Wars, which we did do a story on uh, a number of years ago when it was a web series. Uh, it's a show to really keep an eye on, and I'm thrilled that it did very well last year on the CW and coming back for a second season and showcasing a lot of new talent that I think is going to uh, make its mark in this uh, decade ahead in, in, in TV. Well, what we're saying about Stage 13, do you think at some point Stage 13 will do its own smart TV service? Because currently it's a website, and you have shows on, as you said, various places like HBO Max, but at some point, uh, the stage 13 decide, let's do our own smart TV programming service full time. I don't, I don't know about that. We'll, we'll see. But we definitely have our content out right now of HBO Max, Netflix, um, the TW. Uh, but Family Style, you could watch on not only Facebook Watch, but you can also watch it on our stage 13 YouTube and stage13.com. So we definitely do have a direct-to-consumer kind of, you know, outlet. So check us out at stage13.com. Yeah, and uh, by the way, the Netflix shows is a special, which is a marvelous series that I believe is going to a second season, and a show that we covered because it was shot in uh, Brooklyn called It's Bruno. Uh, we had the producer put it together about uh, a year or so ago, a great interview with him. Uh, it's, it's, he produced, directed, wrote it, the whole thing, shot in Brooklyn, and I understand that that is going uh, into production in the second season also. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know about that one. I'm, that's the scripted side. I deal solely with the unscripted side, but uh, I'll report back once I find out. Let us know. I'd love to, I'd love to hear if that, uh, you know, what, what the stats that show is and how well it's, uh, it's done on Netflix. Now, Marie, you have your own production company, right. Indie Pop Films. Um, where are things at in terms of uh, what's next for that company in terms of television? Yeah, so we're actually developing a couple of things right now. Some are uh, out for pitches. We actually have a feature film and development co-production in the Philippines as well that we're working on. And then uh, my work, um, I have a short film and my feature film are actually going to be released this fall. 
And so we're very excited about that as well. Do you, do you see yourself making a TV pilot down the road? I ask because we've got somebody coming up who does a podcast about TV pilots and first episodes of television shows. Uh, John Barton will be joining us uh, from uh, Pilot's Guide in Philadelphia. Um, is that something yes, you might um, think? That is a dream. Oh, yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, totally. That is a dream. Um, I, you know, is my goal and dream and thanks to Sage 13, it's, it's becoming a reality to direct for episodic television, um, even on the scripted side as well as unscripted. So for sure, I'd love to direct a pilot soon. And I actually did so in the Philippines um, a couple of years back. You can catch... Marcel and Marie's work on Family Style now is season two on Facebook Watch. Don't forget Facebook Watch is available on many smart TV sets and smart TV devices, including Facebook's own smart TV product, Portal TV, that has been around for nearly a year. If you want more details about the show online, here's where you go, www.facebook.com forward slash watch. It's www.facebook.com forward slash watch. And again, more details about the variety of programs that Facebook Watch does. And for more about Stage 13 and the variety of shows it does, including Two Cents Horror Stories, special other programs as well, scripted and unscripted, is where you go, www.stage13, that's one three, number one, number three, dot com. Portion of, a part of Warner Brothers. www.stage13.com. And both locations will give you more details about Family Style, now in Season 2 on Facebook Watch, which now reaches more than 1.2 billion viewers every month. Marie Jamar, Marshall Fuente, thank you both for coming on. Congrats on Season 2. Hopefully uh, it continues to be a long-running show, and uh, we'd love to hear more about your projects uh, in TV down the road. And we wish you both the very best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. You're welcome, Marie and Marcel. Take care. Enjoy the week. You too. Raising more and Marcel Fuentes is joining us live from Los Angeles this half hour on tomorrow be televised. Class of question coming up, and first and worst for fine folks at audible.com. You want a very unique audio experience? Try this. Suzanne Collins' The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It could be the book that introduces you to the world of audiobooks and the very unique world of audio imagination. How? Through a month month trial subscription with Audible.com. Makes a great gift for you or someone you know. You know, Audible.com is the leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Over 200,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now, or Block Talk Radio, Speaker Tuning, or iHeartRadio. All you got to do is sign up at audibletrial.com slash televised. That's audibletrial.com slash televised, and you get one free audiobook. For a limited time only, health and wellness information that could make a difference in your life with someone you know, and a one-month trial. And if you're an Amazon Prime customer already, guess what? You get the opportunity to take an additional book during your trial run. Remember, in addition, you can also get one of the great catalog titles from Audible Originals. It's a growing collection of original audio productions, the best of Broadway, Off-Broadway, and Regional Theater, and great one-woman and one-man performances. So how about making this week the week you hear how Audible.com can transform the way you hear the world. And it makes a great gift, like I said, for you or someone you love any time of the year. Just go to audibletrial.com slash televised. And now time for our classic trivia question of the week. We used the question a week ago. And if you're first with the correct answer, we have two prizes ready for you. A wonderful book called Becoming Ginger Rogers. While ballroom dancing made me a happier woman, Better partner and smarter chief executive officer by Patrice Tanaka, someone who certainly knows the scene here in New York. Plus, we've got three episodes of the popular series on Nat Geo Wild 
Fish Tank Kings available for you if you know the answer to this question. Name the 2010 Fox television series co-starring Chadwick Boseman. Name the 2010 Fox television series co-starring Chadwick Boseman. Give you two clues. It appeared last summer, almost a year ago, and it's a drama. A very futuristic drama, I might add. So if you know the answer, email me, simonapple04 at yahoo.com. It's simonapple04 at yahoo.com. Don't forget, when you email, put down your name and your full mailing address so if you are the winner, we get the prize out to you as soon as possible. If we don't get a winner by the end today, we'll post the question tomorrow morning on Facebook at Simon Applebaum and on Twitter at UBC Simon TWBT. That's at UBC Simon TWBT. Remember, in order to win, you've got to play in. By the way, if you've won before, Give a tip. Let somebody else have the shot to win. We like the more the merrier. So remember, SimonApple04 at Yahoo.com. That's your ticket to go in and win. So do so today if you can, and all the very best. Two great prizes in play. By the way, I've read the book, The uh, Coming Ginger Rogers. Wonderful book. I know you'll enjoy it if you are the winner. So again, SimonApple04 at Yahoo.com. Get in there and play. You won't regret it. When we come back, we're going to go to Philadelphia, home of one of our favorite listeners, Rick Webb, who may be listening as we speak, and we'll speak with the co-host of a very interesting podcast called Pirate's Guide. It's all about the world of TV pilots and opening up to the TV series, which he and his cohort, Sean Leno, or Leto, Lero, excuse me, Lero, review. So we'll have John on, and then we have a show to know that runs starting tomorrow on Hulu. It may very well be one of the best new series this fall. All that has to be paused at the bottom of the hour for web identification. Listen to the best unit radio one of the galaxy, www.blogtalkradio.com, streaming.com, tuneinradio.com. Together reaching over 50 million viewers, or listeners, I should say, 50 million listeners around the world every month and growing. Don't forget, tune in radio is your home for the coronavirus news channel. Stay up to date, stay informed of what's going on in the pandemic around the world through regular reporting, podcasts, other special material. The coronavirus news channel operating 24 7 for you anytime at TuneIn Radio at TuneIn.com. Welcome back to the second half of Smart Week Live on this post-Labor Day Tuesday, 2020. Simon Applebaum with you live from New Weber, York. 81 degrees on top of the hour. Hope you are joining the weekend, the post-weekend, and we're happy to have you back with us. Another great guest coming for you in the half hour ahead. So uh, give us a ring anytime you like. 646-652-2906. want to welcome Pata into our chat room. That's P-A-T-E. So if you have a question or comment, Pata, P-A-T-A, put it in the room. Give us a call, 646-652-2906. We will be listening for you. Believe it or not, until recently, recently being like the last decade or so, if you wanted a TV series on the air, you had to make a pilot. You couldn't just talk a concept. You had to make it real, and you had to film or tape it and it had to go by network representatives and get on the air. And even though in the last decade we've seen more and more TV shows get what we call straight-to-series orders, in other words, it doesn't make the pilot to get on the air, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, ABC, CBS, whoever, just approves the idea, bang, you make the show without the pilot, there's still a lot of people making pilots, and as we said in the teaser, first impressions, even with an opening episode, can make all the difference in the world. Well, judging those first impressions is the topic of an ongoing podcast called Pilot Guide. And joining us right now live from Philadelphia is the co-host of that program, John Barber. John, welcome aboard. Hi, Simon. How are you doing? Uh, it's certainly got uh, big shoes to fill following Marie and Marcel. They were incredible, but I will do my best to uh, talk pilots and uh, dig in on the, uh, those uh, first impressions. 
Absolutely. And so tell me, uh, John, how did you and your partner in crime, Sean Lero, decide uh, pilots was uh, something you wanted to do as the ongoing subject of a podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, we were we were digging around for you know uh, a, a podcast topic, something to to fit our our niche, and and the more we thought about it, you know, we we thought you know pilots are going to be coming out or TV shows are going to be coming out continuously. There's going to be new topics every single you know almost as frequent as every single week, a new show popping up, um, and you know that almost endless barrel of content is a totally uh, tappable market for uh, us to to build a, a podcast around. So when we really thought about it, we thought it was a no-brainer to, you know, start breaking up uh, TV pilots and, and digging into those first impressions that shows are able to make for their audience that, you know, ultimately keeps them watching, you know, the rest of the seasons and the series as they continue into uh, perpetuity. When both of you review a pilot, John, what do you look for? I don't know. We 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 do slightly different things. I, I'm more of a, a story uh, story matter guy, and Sean looks for some of the the flashier stuff. I would talk about. He's always big into uh, the score or certain um, certain ways that certain characters act. Um, whereas I like to see if I really believe in, in, in the first episode of a show that I see, if, if I can really feel whether or not this show is going to be able to grip the audience in the way that it's going to need to, to ultimately um, continue in, into the future. That's, that's the biggest thing that I judge. Um, I, I, I know there's, there's a tons of, you know, tons of different things that you could uh, nitpick about any given show um, but, you know, some of those broader things are definitely where we start. And, you know, throughout the podcast, we'll find specific things to, to talk about in any given episode, based, especially based on the, the type of show, whether it's a, a cartoon or a live action show, a drama, a comedy. Um, it can really depend based on whatever subject matter we're working on that week. But um, a lot of those higher up things uh, are what we, what we look at in – pilot episodes specifically because, you know, a lot of those episodes are just the building blocks that some of these series use to, uh, to ultimately grow into what they are able to become. Yeah. How do you determine what pilots you will cover in sort of Cisco Niebuhr-like fashion? And like here about your pilot reminds me of the great critics Gene Cisco and Roger Ebert, who did so mm-hmm. great for film with their shows like Sneak Previews and At the Movies, Cisco and Ebert, and so on. Yeah, it's 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 kind of funny. So so with Pilot's Guide, we are specifically in the the market of looking at uh, streaming platform pilots. So we we don't hit the major television networks. Uh, we look almost explicitly in in Netflix and Hulu, Amazon, um, Apple TV, Disney Plus. Uh, you know, as the new ones pop up. Uh, that sort of adds to to the basket that we're that's available to us. Um, but you know, m- most weeks it's just sort of flipping through those different platforms and seeing you know what's new, and ultimately trying to uh, check out those new and hot stuff, as well as sometimes digging deep and finding some of the older pilots from 2017, 2016 
Uh, we've definitely not shied away from a show that is already completed just to give our first impressions on it. Um, but we, you know, almost explicitly in that streaming platform uh, market, we, we've dabbled a little bit outside, but we tend to, to stick around there. It isn't a promoting task given the fact that more and more of these services, uh, whether they are like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, or now this whole new group of mega services, Apple TV+, Plus, Disney+, mm-hmm. Plus, HBO Max, uh, Peacock, etc., are just pumping out the programming mm-hmm. in so many different genres at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a little daunting. I, I mean, especially if we're trying to, to jump on to some of those uh, highly anticipated uh, new TV shows. Uh, you know, any given week, there could be four or five shows that people are really, really excited about that we sort of have to dance around and say, okay, we've got a backlog for the next couple of weeks of got to hit this, this, and this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just increasingly, increasingly, um, you know, adding these shows are, are popping up at, but I, I were, I, I wonder given the, the current climate, um, if we'll see a dip maybe in, uh, the number of shows that are actually being, uh, produced given certain restrictions and, um, the like, but, uh, yeah, any any week there's there's something new, and that's sort of the great thing about doing a podcast in this medium. John Barber and Sean Lero are the co-hosts, Cisco and Eber style of Pilot's Guide, which is now their popular podcast running all over the place. And they are joining us live, and John is joining us live from Philadelphia this half hour on Tomorrow Will Be Televised. Time to have on with you live up the way from him in New York. New York City, where it is absolutely bright and gorgeous, 81 degrees south down, a little more humidity than over the Labor Day weekend. We hope you had a fantastic one with whatever you did with it. And the you are with us for the program all about TV's current and future. If you have a question or comment, ring that comment or question in, 646-652-2906, or use our chat room, Simon Apple 4 by 8 Again, Friday, we have a 90-minute episode for you. Joining us will be Jonathan Tropper, the great executive producer of Warrior. That's the Bruce-inspired series going into its second season next month on Cinemax. Then, from Coverquad, which is all about inviting pilot makers from all over the place to do their thing and find a place to get their pilot showcase, we're going to get a project called TV Pilot Week. We'll talk about it with the co-founder of Coverquad, Scott Rory, and director of product, Mitch Lusas. And finally, the former executive producer of Access Hollywood, Rob Silverstein, will be aboard and finish project, People TV happening live in syndication either next Monday or the Monday after on the American Cooper television stations, other TV stations, and on the People TV, Smart TV, and device plumbing service. All coming your way live Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Pacific right here on Tomorrow We Televised. So for the pilots you have been, you and Sean have been reviewing lately, what uh, stands out for you as a winner? Mm, well, uh, just about last week I, I was able to catch um, – Lovecraft Country on HBO Max. Uh, I think it's going to be an incredible, incredible TV uh, monster, mystery, drama, I, I, incredible acting, incredible shooting. I, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a, a, a great HBO product, that's for sure. I'll tell you, it's getting rave reviews. Uh, Jordan Peele, what he's done with his production team on that show, which has been mm-hmm. long in the making, uh, has been incredible, and it looks fantastic. And we should point out it's both on HBO and on HBO Max, with HBO getting the uh, right. the first play and HBO Max getting it later. And what about Sean? What has been his uh, his favorite the last couple of weeks? 
Mm, what is Sean like? Yeah, he, uh, we, we were able to sit down and uh, sort of dig into to Peacock. Uh, we talked about the show uh, Intelligence, uh, David Schwimmer's new uh, comedy about, about British intelligence. And um, it was definitely a, a good watch for the both of us. We were um, sort of in between on, on how we overall felt about the show. Um, but, you know, seeing this new platform and, and what's available to us, we are uh, definitely excited to have that content. But that, that was one of the shows that Sean brought to the table that he uh, thought would be uh, a fun review for, for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Last Monday in our program, we had uh, three series creators or executive producers. Two of them were from shows on mega programming services or service or programming service like Netflix. We had um, uh, um, uh, Adam Guzikowski from Raised by Wolves. That's the HBO Max project. It was supposed to be on TNT. Ridley Scott's first uh, series that he is directing some episodes on. And then we also mm-hmm. had uh, the executive producer and showrunner of uh, Away. That's the new series, uh, Jessica Goldberg, who did the uh, plan, who did the path on Hulu, and now is doing Away. That's the new series on Netflix uh, that premiered Friday with uh, two-time Oscar winner Hilary Swank. Uh, did you or Sean review either of those programs? Uh, we have not had a chance yet, but they are they are on the short list. Uh, I'm actually really excited about Away. I think it's going to be uh, pretty incredible. Uh, but I, I'm I'm just uh, we're just trying to find the time to uh, catch up on the on that list. Uh, we've got a a couple of things in the uh, in the chamber that we're excited about. Mm-hmm. What what are some of the ones uh, that are in the pipeline uh, that do excite you or both of you? Uh, well, uh, I actually so so with Pilot's Guide, you know, we occasionally bring on guests and um, I actually just was able to review uh, Brave New World, which is a, a book adaption, the, the Aldous Huxley novel uh, that was adapted onto the Peacock streaming platform. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a good watch. I was able to watch that with, um, with my fiance as a guest. And uh, it was a, it was a, a, a fun little uh, show to talk about. Certainly, certainly different from uh, stuff that we're uh, normally consuming, but um, shows that are coming up. I mean, we have the, we have uh, woke, on Hulu, I think is going to be incredible. Uh, I believe it that comes out tomorrow, the, the ninth. Yes, um, it does on Hulu. Which, I'll tell you what, John, uh, hang on to that thought because that's our show to hmm. know. So I'm going to bring you into that feeling. segment. Absolutely. So I'm going to bring you into that segment when uh, when we get to that. We'll do that uh, toward the top of the hour. Um, and uh, you're right, it's a show definitely. The I will say this, a uh, little spoiler alert. It is definitely, as I said uh, earlier, uh, what could be one of the best new shows to come out this fall and maybe the entire mm-hmm. 2020. And now go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and then, um, I mean, we, we are considering doing a, um, doing a, a check-in on some of the uh, season two openings uh, on shows that we have previously covered. So um, Amazon's, superhero drama uh the boys season two was just released um i was able to to cover that at this point it was almost a year ago and and that was a really uh great show a great really great pilot really strong pilot um and i I think there's a lot of uh things that uh, the audience is super excited about going into to season two so we might even check on that and then um haunting of hill house is returning with um Bly Manor, The Haunting of Bly Manor, which 
you could almost treat as a separate show because it's sort of a, an anthology series. So we might treat that as its own episode uh, just to see how that one sort of sets up because it's sort of unrelated to the first season if you're unfamiliar with the show about a haunted house. Um, but that's coming around the corner October 9th. Uh, we're very excited about that. And, um, and yeah, just hoping that uh, the TV markets, Netflix and Hulu are able to continue to release content um, in these times and the shows that were on the precipice of being released can be sort of edited in post to uh, be released so that we can uh, cover them on our pilot uh, guide. Have there been any episodes recently where both you or one of you decided thumbs down, this, this is really a turkey? Oh my gosh. Um, usually we are pretty, usually we're pretty split. Um, I, I know I tend to be a little more positive than, than negative and, and Sean can tend to be on the other side. Um, I know we, we brought it up before intelligence while, uh, there was something there that we couldn't exactly see. We were both more on the downturn for that. We, we, we both sort of felt like this was a, a hit or miss type of show. Uh, but that was one of the more uh, recent uh, double thumbs down, which we don't normally get. Usually it's, it's one of us is on and the other one is off on a show. But uh, that was definitely one that, that we're sort of, uh, who knows what will happen. But, of course, uh, with Peacock being new, uh, it, it all depends on, on the audience. I think it already got picked up for a season two, so who knows what can happen with that one. Yeah. Incidentally, uh, if you want to hear our interviews last Monday with uh, Aaron Lubikowski from Raised by Wolves, Jessica Goldberg from Away, and Joseph Hay from Transplant, the NBC medical drama that premiered this past Tuesday night, then appeared on Peacock and got a second screening uh, on NBC in primetime uh, last week. Uh, go to our homepage, blogtalkradio.com slash and go also to our different podcast sites, including iTunes, Apple TV, Speaker Podcast, uh, TuneIn.com, and iHeartRadio.com, and you will find it right there. Uh, as well as an interview with the Creative Intelligence uh, from Peacock was on a show earlier this summer as well. Um, I mentioned at the top, or near the top of the program, that, or the top, excuse me, the top of the segment, uh, John, that more and more networks and services green light shows without the pilot. So mm-hmm. that first episode sort of serves as what a pilot would have served as. And any thoughts about the fact that we're seeing more and more no pilots, just go ahead and produce a series, and that first episode, no matter how it's done, will give everybody the, the sense of what the program is like. Right. I, I, I think it's it's certainly interesting for, for the business. I, I wonder if that would – it almost lead to sort of an oversaturation of the market. These shows that are, uh, you know, sort of lukewarm in terms of whether or not people will actually want to watch them or uh, of course, any, any given show hitting any of these platforms could take off or ultimately fall by the wayside. But that's sort of the primary Thing for me, I know you can sort of you can search through all of these platforms, and there is a a wealth of content. But sometimes, if that content isn't curated in in a certain way, um, then you just sort of get a bunch of things that you're clicking past 
pass pass on the remote and i and i wonder if that would almost be a problem but it's it's great i should say for for the the companies that are producing them that they don't need to go through that that pilot process in the way that they did before but i i feel like ultimately it could just lead to a large pile of shows that sort of fall by the wayside and of course they're not going to go anywhere necessarily but I, I think it's definitely an interesting uh, change uh, as opposed to the way things were in the past. Yeah. More and more, YouTube is running classic pilots that were made in the 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, some of which were really beautifully done, and you wondered, why didn't they go on ABC, CBS, or NBC? Why didn't mm-hmm. they go on Fox and so forth? For example, one of the great classic pilots that never made the air for ABC was a show that was made in 1964 called Alexander the Great. It was made by the folks who did Combat, the war drama, with William Shatner in the title role. It had great actors like Adam West and uh, John Cassavetes. It had great production yeah. values with a wonderful music score by Leonard Roseman, who really took the time. He was the man that wrote the music for uh, Issa Dean, Red Without a Cause, um, one of the great composers of all time. He wrote the music for Combat and for all of Summer Productions' uh, TV shows. Uh, any thoughts about maybe doing a an episode dealing with some of the classic TV pilots that uh, some reason never got over the hump? I think that's a great idea. Um, given that the, the the premise of our our podcast is normally the the strict first impression, uh, I, I, a thing to note when when we watch these shows, we have no preconceived notions aside from what you might hear an internet babble. But if we have watched any of the show, we will not review it for for the podcast we tend to just sort of push those those out of the way but this is a really really good idea to dig into some of these um, older non-launched pilots and and see where where some of that gold is so that is something that we'll definitely have to consider for uh maybe even just a future series we could catch up on some of these uh these old pilots that uh ultimately didn't make the mark and that, by the way, this was made for ABC, Alexander Gray, and ultimately, three years later, it did go on as part of an anthology show on Friday nights called Off to See the Wizard, which was made by MGM. It had uh, special uh, presentations of, eight of uh, MGM movies like Lily and Gypsy Colt that were family-oriented. It had original specials, and it had a couple of pilots, and this was one of them. And that's how I got to see Alexander mm-hmm. Gray, and it was uh, a really amazing. The production value was, it was like incredible, and you had, how did ABC not run this show as a series? I think about this. If it wasn't for that series bombing as a, uh, after the pilot, you wouldn't have seen William Shatner in Star Trek. Uh, it's just right. amazing. Let me say. John Barber is with us from the popular podcast Pilot Guide. His co-host is Sean Meadow, and you can catch that. And by the way, how often does your podcast run? Uh, every week, every other week? Yeah, we're a weekly program. So check it out wherever you find good podcasts. And we'll tell you, by the way, how you can find it online as well in a few moments. If you have a question or comment on our meeting minutes with John, give us a call. He's with us from Philadelphia on Swabby Televised, 646-652-2906, or use our chat room, Simon Apple 0498. Next Monday on Swabby Televised, we'll check out two programming services you find on smart TV sets and smart devices. One, which is really rising as one of the most popular of its kind and a very popular service overall, is called Happy Kids. So a company called Future Today, the co-founder, Vic Masso, will be with us. 
And then from the yoga and meditation-minded sanctuary, the chief executive officer and founder of that service, Robert Martin. That's all coming up Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern Pacific, right here on Demarby Televised. And now, as promised, with John's contribution, we'll have our regular feature called Show to Know. We'll highlight a program that we think is worth watching. You might not know about it because it's not well marketed, promoted, publicized, or falls on the radar screen of critics and journalists. Well, this is one that I think both of us agree this should not fall on the radar screen. It premieres tomorrow on Hulu, and it's called Rope. It's based on the work of the famed artist Keith Knight, and it stars a terrific actor, Lamoy Morris, who I think is going to get uh, a breakout role in this. He plays a cartoonist, he's African-American, he's based in New York, and he's about to have the kind of mainstream success that any cartoonist or comic strip artist wants. And then he gets mugged, and that's at the beginning of an amazing adventures that include animated sequences that in some ways will blow your mind. If you love Oscar the Grouch in Sesame Street, I recommend an animated garbage can that I think will steal the show. And it's really, really funny. Uh, Knife, by the way, developed the show with Marshall Todd. I've seen clips of it. I think it's a winner. I think this is one of the best new shows to come out this fall. It may be an Emmy nominee next year. Keep, again, in mind, Lamonte Harris. I think he's going to be a star. The show is called Woke. It's a co-production of ABC Studios and Sony, and it starts tomorrow on Hulu. They have no smart TV sets and smart TV devices. For more details, go to Hulu.com. John, your thoughts about Woke? I think it's uh, given given you know of course the the social cli- the current social climate I think it's going to be a very very important show uh, for people to check out if they're able to um, I, I, and I, I think there's going to be a certain amount of of levity to the subject matter I mean of course you have Blake Anderson from Workaholics uh, very very funny actor. Um, that and of course you know what you're already mentioning these inanimate objects sort of coming to life and having the conversation uh, with our our main actor here is going to be something that is going to be fascinating and you know I, I can't think of of a show that is set up to uh, to really uh, rival this one or to really um, what's the word what, trying to find the words. I, I I'll just I'll just skip past it. I, I think this I think this is going to be an incredible incredibly important television show. I think it's going to hit. I, I think that given the um, given the upcoming maybe uh, potential devoid market of uh, new television shows, I think it's one that you should check out. Uh, I'm excited about it. So tomorrow's the day. Uh, check it out on Hulu. That's uh, basically what I have to say. Great, great. I really appreciate it. It's the first time, by the way, we've had a show to know with a contribution. So, John, I really thank you for, for jumping in with that. And, by the way, if you have an idea for a show to know, is there a TV show you like that doesn't get enough attention, uh, whether it is a new show, old show, classic show, whatever, well, we want to give it the attention on this program. We've done this speech for several years now, and we always enjoy doing it. But we need to hear from you. So email me, simonapple04 at yahoo.com. It's simonapple04 at yahoo.com. Don't forget to close your name and where you're from and give us the information about the show. And if we use the suggestion on the air, you get the credit. Not me, you. So give us that uh, email, simonapple04 at yahoo.com. And once again, Woke starts tomorrow on Hulu. And remember, Hulu is available on most smart TV sets and smart TV devices. For more details, hulu.com. Uh, John, before we go, uh, any other show, one more show that you're looking forward to this year? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I've sort of gone through my – I've sort of exhausted my, my short list. Um, but I, I, I think – you know, you you can 
can check any of these platforms. Anyone, anyone can check any of these platforms. There are new shows hitting Netflix, hitting Hulu, hitting, um, hitting HBO Max, Apple TV, Disney Plus. Uh, any day, every single day, you can check them out. Uh, I, unfortunately, I, I can't think off the top of my head of an, another recommendation, but certainly check out The Boys Season 2, Woke, uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor, Lovecraft Country, all great stuff. I, I completely recommend every single one of them, and I'll be uh, checking in on the podcast about every single one of them. So I hope to uh, have you on to listen, and I think it'll be a, a great new fall uh, for TV. And you can check out John and Sean Ray, who's co-host every week on Pilot's Guide. Quickly, John, what are some of the podcast sites that people can catch you on? Uh, we're available on every platform, so Stitcher, uh, Apple, Google Play, um, Podcast Republic, if you use that platform. Uh, you can search Pilot's Guide on Google and uh, find it there. You can also check in with us uh, at Twitter, at Pilot's Guide Pod, or send us an email, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com, and we would love to uh, take any recommendations for Pilot's shows that you would love us to cover for the podcast. And there you go, and we'll leave it there. John, thank you so much for coming aboard. All the very best to you and Sean and your crew for making that podcast. I would love to come on the air at some point with you, and we really appreciate you coming aboard. And uh, the best of luck uh, continue to uh, spotlight the best TV shows around coming uh, in the current and future time for television. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Simon, for having me on. It's been a pleasure, John, all the way. Take care. Have a super week. Yeah, you too. We will catch all of you Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Pacific, right here on Tomorrow Week Televised. In the meantime, we want to hear from you, so email me, simonapple04 at yahoo.com. Find me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter at UBC Simon UBT. We appreciate what you have to say, and we do respond. Why? Because what you say matters. The views expressed here are those of the participants, are those of the Block Talk Radio and other series of this program. Our production associate, Mandolin. And he tells Block Talk Radio's general manager, with Jay Sondberg, head of content. The co-founders of BTR, Al Levy, and Bob Cherish. Tomorrow Week Televised was brought Audible.com and Amazon Division. Audible will transform the way you hear the world. For a free audio book, too, if you're an Amazon Prime member, audible.com slash televised or audibletrial.com slash televised. But tomorrow we televise, I'm Scott and Applebaum in New York. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your post-Labor Day week. We're back on Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, New Pacific, you know where, Blocks Up Radio, Speaker, TuneIn Radio, and the iRadio Podcast Network. Whatever you're up to do now and then, please make it safe and make it great. And more than ever, let's lick this uh, pandemic, and let's lick it now and forever. Until the next time, stay well and stay tuned.